I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Sisters podcast. Um, we have a really fun episode to share with you today, but we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that it's been a very sad and trying week for our country and the music community. And um, yeah, we we didn't want to give a fun little intro without just acknowledging what's going on. Um, also because... The shootings that happened in Orlando this weekend um, that took place in a LGBT nightclub and um, also the shooting of uh, the singer Christina Grimmie. Um, in a way, well, I don't know how to put this, but our guest today is Lena Hall and uh, Lena um, won a Tony Award for her portrayal of a character named Yitzhak in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And um, because of that role, she has become a very celebrated figure um, in the Broadway community and in the LGBT community, which we spoke about with her. Um, and, and we spoke about a lot of things with her that I think we should focus on when stuff like this is going on. Um, that, I don't know, it, it's all about bringing all of us together, all the stuff that we're doing, music and art and the stories that we're all trying to tell. Uh, it's all that we can do. It's all that we can control is, um, you know, sharing these experiences and trying to understand each other better. I think you said it. <laughs> so, okay. Um, on that note, <laughs> no, but uh, th- this is a, a really Lena's lovely... Lena's a really wonderful... Um, I wouldn't say spokesperson, but she's really sort of come into a role of being a positive role model and someone who's portraying characters and like actively sort of, you know, fitting into that world of portrayal that she didn't have to, you know, that was a choice and that was a, an active choice. And she'll talk about that. And that's, incredible and and she's done a brilliant job at it but um people people like lena are leading the charge in a in an an artistic from an artistic perspective and for for all of us yeah um you know at the end of the day it's entertainment but it can also be a lot more powerful than that so um this is a, a i don't know in a way it's a, this episode is a fitting tribute to that um yeah so that's it here's uh soul sisters with lena hall 
Yeah, hi guys. Hi. hi. Just keeping the Memorial Day weekend going. Always. Yeah. It's permanent Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> oh, really? Tell yeah. us about that. You What's know, the secret just, to that vibe? The secret to that is just don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. You do things. That's true. No, that's true. <laughs> I do not have a permanent. But that's why it's weekend. amazing because maybe you didn't really do anything and it's like, that's the best feeling when you're so busy all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's true, except for the fact that after just a few days of not doing anything, I get really antsy. Mm-hmm. I was just down in the Keys for Memorial Day weekend, and um, I <laughs> I was in someone else's house, and um, and I, I love relaxing. I had a really good time. It was beautiful. I was always in a boat, but I found myself getting to the point where I was getting antsy because I didn't have anything to do that was yeah. productive yeah. <laughs> instead of like eat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's like it feels and, great you think that's the dream yeah and, and i you can't <laughs> so we've been debating this like is right. that a healthy thing or not to i have don't that know itch? i don't yeah. know but i ended up to I not am- be able to enjoy the nothingness oh I, it can't be a good thing because i ended up <laughs> i ended up organizing the entire kitchen <laughs> like taking everything out of the kitchen cabinets and yeah. then like reorganizing everything and putting it back i was like there you go you're welcome it's right. so satisfying to do it yeah, is. but did it need to happen? No, probably not. But I, I I'm was, sure someone appreciated it. I yeah. Well, I was like, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you made sure you're gonna be happy. Thank I me did now. This. Yeah, yeah. Well, is songwriting a thing like for your own band or writing in general? Like, is that something if if you're sort of unplugged from life and you're not doing other things, you could say, oh, well, I'm gonna do this now. Like, I'm gonna. No, because, you know, I find that, well, Michael Jackson said it best. You can't, like, plan to write something. It just has to come to you. It's like it comes from somewhere beyond. And uh, Yeah, that's, and, I have a counterpoint to that. That's why yeah. I came to writer. <laughs> you know, some people, I mean, some people, they are like, all right, well, I have to write something. And so then they go ahead and write it. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, unless you're really inspired by something going on, then it's kind of hard to write. So, like, I don't. Like, well, I'm sure, you know, people who have lots of time who are like just sitting there and they have a guitar. I didn't have a guitar out there. They have a guitar and they're just screwing around with the chords and stuff like that. I'm I'm sure then eventually they get inspired and they start to write something and something just comes out of that. Well, because my quote is from Picasso, who said you have to show up for the muse, meaning you got to like go there every day and then it will come to you. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Then it'll come to you, Mm -hmm. which is that same thing that 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 Michael Jackson was talking about. It's yeah, like, it's not it's like, it's not going to come without you giving yourself. Exactly. The, the moment. Yeah. To it. it. I didn't have a guitar out there, so I clearly didn't write anything. Maybe if I had a guitar and I was just f- futzing around and I right. had it in my hands, then yeah, it would come to me. But, um, but so you could have mm, been working harder is what I I'm could saying. have been working harder instead of, <laughs> organizing someone's no. kitchen well I, done that's a night nice, that's like a that's a great way to come back and feel revived to do it later right true you know? yeah, yeah so true and also like, you want to go on vacation with your work yeah not like guitar you know you could look at the guitar in different ways is it work is it whatever but it's pleasure for sure yeah but think, it but if it makes you feel like i have to sit and let the muse happen and all right, that right, thing right, right. Hmm. then it's hard yeah. yeah. It's an it's, yeah. It's our opposing ideas. We will agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also wonder if it's different from like uh songwriting to other kinds of writing. Like I wonder if it depends on what your thing is too. Well, apparently, like who was it? He would sit and stare at a piece of marble for 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 months and months and months and just stare at a piece of marble and people would be like, What is wrong? I think it was Michelangelo. He would stare at a piece of marble and then one day 
he just got he would get up and he would he would make it happen (laughs) and like i was like you know what i get that i get that like i'll stare at something that i have to do Mm -hmm. and i'll stare at it and i'll stare at it and it'll ponder and ponder and ponder people like are you doing anything are you making it happen are you putting it together are you writing anything i'm like look just part of it just give me my moment (laughs) and then all of a sudden one day it'll be like boom and then i'll have in a day i'll have it all planned out ready to go so yeah it's like um it's some of us are, are more i think we all work in different ways some of us are more ponderers and need to take a moment to kind of um maybe plan out or 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 um or let the space change or 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 kind of let it let it let it ruminate let Mm -hmm. it let it bake like you know like cook a little and then other people they can just you know they can do it raw right away like they can just get it out on paper they work different Fuck ways so. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes those people they shouldn't share those stories i know right um do you do the writing for the deafening um i don't actually okay. and right now we're on a real hiatus from doing anything yeah um because you have too much other i have stuff going on. way too many things going on and and two of our members had babies and so that's Life. kind of difficult yeah. and our drummer lives in chicago and he just had a baby too <laughs> and so like it's kind of like we all kind of dispersed and turned into our but we were together for nine years wow. you know and so i think it was it was time to like take a break um from it and uh How and just kind of work on together? our own lives uh <laughs> 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 well uh they found me on myspace because that was you know myspace was popular then and what did you um, have on myspace i don't even know i was just a profile i said it said singer like <laughs> and I, like the guitarist he did a general search for for new york singer uh-huh. you know, who, Broadway between the ages then, right? yeah yeah okay. i been in i don't know four broadway shows by then and uh and so they were like hey will you audition for our band we're a joke band called cocaine the band and uh <laughs> basically I, I mean i love this story so it's all original music but it's based in 80s kind of pop rock um and the band uh, this backstory for the band that we were the great like it was the greatest band in in the 80s and our manager had us cryogenically frozen in the early 90s <laughs> so we could save rock and roll in the future and uh, and I loved that and <laughs> and the you know the guys wore uh, like Miami Vice suits and mullets and uh, we had a was Cuban that your drummer. genre already like you already love that kind of music yeah I mean yeah I love like 80s hard rock yeah. it's so much fun it's you know like pour some sugar on me uh-huh, or girls yeah. girls girls like yeah. it's just fun decadent it's uh-huh. a you know great decadent time period and the, and the whole the whole idea of the band was kind of a a comment on how over indulgent the 80s were things like that mm-hmm. you know and uh and so so i auditioned for them and and i and i got the job it wasn't really a job but like they were like hey you want to be a singer i was like cool and this is actually right after i had my tonsils removed <laughs> and then um and then just through singing with them with these guys who are self-taught musicians who were always in bands, you know, they weren't like the musicians I was usually working with and they wouldn't change keys. You know, they, they were like, no, we want to keep it in this key because it's like open guitar <laughs> chords. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to figure out how you can sing it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they would, they broke me down. They broke me from this little uh, adorable musical theater, <laughs> me, like nerd. And then they broke me into this like awesome rock singer. So <laughs> like, just right. from, just from, you know, not turning down their guitars and rehearsals, yeah. playing mm-hmm. really loud, playing open chords, like, 
um, writing everything in the stratosphere for me and then being like, we want you to sound like Lemmy from Motorhead or like, you know, Axl Rose or like do all, you know, or like Bon Scott. I'm like, what? And so just for necessity of not wanting them to make fun of me anymore, <laughs> I figured out how to sing basically the way I sing now. Yeah. Wow. So that happened through the band. Yeah. Through but, cocaine and then it the came band. Back into your Broadway. <laughs> right. Came back, yeah. Yeah. right. Were you like pretty much a traditional Broadway musical theater lover before that well <clears throat> i loved musical theater and and i was good at it and and but i was always kind of based in rock and roll i, I loved rock and roll like i listened to rock and roll all the time heart was like my favorite band of all time i had written a show using the music of heart even though that they totally rejected me on it um on my idea but whatever and <laughs> Someday. So, yeah and so i always loved singing that genre i just never I, you know, I guess it was more musical theater than I thought. And just from um, singing with this band, it really kind of like was my education and how to sing like crap, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah. not like crap. I mean, it's good. It's just like how to let go of the perfection that we're taught in musical theater and in exactly. opera and, and vocal uh-huh. and, and how to let go of the perfection and actually embrace all the imperfections that make your voice interesting and cool and something that people want to relate to more and uh also something maybe that sounds more dangerous definitely Uh is it harder to maintain a healthy practice with that i mean singing in that way seems just like yeah more challenging well yeah it seems it's again it seems dangerous right um but what's interesting is that it comes from a place that um it's like a technique thing it's like this uber right, technique. You have to learn. Yeah, it's an uber technique that um, it's almost like a parlor trick. And once you learn it, you're like, yeah, that's right. I got it. <laughs> and so like you can do it and you never ruin your voice. And oh, I'm pretty wow. convinced that, you know, there's a few people who really um, do it. And I was actually watching um, I was watching Nirvana Unplugged the other day. And I was watching, you know, I, I was watching him. I was watching Kurt Cobain um, like scream and sing and I was like you know what Mm -mm. he's not like it's not like crazy hard on him like he's just sitting there like it's very calm like the way he's doing it so I am convinced that it was coming from this specific place Mm -hmm. that um, that that's that techniques where you can scream and do it constantly and it never hurts your voice because it's from a totally different place right because there is a way to do it wrong there is a way, yeah. Oh, and, but, and you'll screw it up in five seconds. Right, right. It takes no time. I want. I, I wish I could play this Rihanna track for you right now. It's on her new album because yeah. there's this one really short song where she's singing super high and screaming it, and every time it comes on, I'm like, oh fuck! Like she's killing her voice right now. It sounds so unhealthy. I wonder. And I, w- I wonder if she performs that song because it just sounds fucking wrong. It sounds like exactly the opposite of what you're talking The opposite, about. right? Yeah. yeah. You can you can kind of tell where it's coming from when you watch someone perform uh-huh. because it has you just can see there's like a calmness mm-hmm. yeah. that comes when you're and like the face doesn't wrangle and get all crazy. And, right. Well, and also like um there's like I don't know, there's you you watch a person and it's like when when they're singing if you see like a ton of stress in their right. shoulders and neck yeah then you know that it's, that it's a little <laughs> it's right a little right. harder than maybe it should be and if it's really relaxed and they they seem super duper relaxed then you know that they've got some technique going on so I would be curious to see yeah. Rihanna actually sing that, sing that yeah because then if if you watch her and, and you feel a little she more relaxed, relaxed though well, yeah exactly if you if you see that she's kind of relaxed while she's doing it, she's probably doing it in the right place yeah it's just it's like what makes it cool is that dangerous thing that dangerous quality that person 
like uh, John Lennon is another good one. Like, I mean, he sings and it's cr- it's it sounds like he's killing himself. Uh-huh. You know, it, it sounds like it's coming. It's like a scream. It's a guttural thing. It mm-hmm. sounds so, so soulful. So, you know, um, hurt or yeah. there's like a lot of emotional emotion involved. But, you know, it, it, I think, you know, there was there's this, a certain technique that comes from it that is is a safe thing where you can always do it mm-hmm. so yeah not, and, and not to not to like this is like really technical what are we talking about <laughs> we go there <laughs> down. because it's also interesting i mean not to keep dwelling in this but that <laughs> being an, a broadway star and 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 performing these kinds of shows you know seven times a week yeah yeah eight shows a week eight yeah. shows a week for for uh for roles that don't require this kind of dangerous, this kind of rock and roll singing, there's almost a more of a preciousness that you need to take with your voice in the interim when you're right. not performing. So that's kind of nice for you. you to, <laughs> I mean, is that true that you kind of get to be more relaxed when you're not on stage and not be so worried about well, how much you're using your voice and all that? I, it's different for, you know, different strokes for different folks. Sure. Really? <laughs> like some people. What's your stroke? My stroke. <laughs> My stroke is really crazy. People think I'm crazy. So uh, I I, um, I like to totally challenge myself 100%. So I like to push myself to my utter limit and then beyond because it makes me a stronger performer and a stronger singer. And, and I'm always one to keep growing and keep um, expanding what I can do and how much hell I can put myself through, basically. I mean, like, I, I grew up in the ballet world and the ballet world is so, oh, so dark. And... Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, I, I came from that kind of thought of, you know, that you just want to get to the your body's utter limits. And, and so I have that same kind of perspective going in to theater and, yeah. and eight shows a week for me, depending on what it is. You know, it's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough schedule. But once you start getting into it, you get the momentum, you get the stamina like then I personally being crazy will add <laughs> will add things. So when I was doing Hedwig, which was actually only seven shows a week, but it was still, uh, you know, it was still a lot. Um, I would add, you know, shows with my band, shows with other, other things. Like I would just add all these like late night shows. I would go, so I would do, you know, two shows of Hedwig and then I'd bolt off and do a show with my band afterwards. I do that all the time. Um, and, or I would never take a day off. Like I'd do stuff on my days off. How do you look back on that now? Are you like, that was, crazy crazy or was it like or risky no it makes sense because you know so like i don't know i'm it was announced that i'm going back into hedwig and i'm doing the tour uh and i'm coming back to do yitzhak and um and you know i've already conquered that role and i didn't feel the need to to come back and do it although i really wanted to um come back home to san francisco because i've never done a big production in my hometown ever like ever and i grew up in the Haight ashbury like my parents are are like known in in the san francisco you know for what community my dad he had a he had a ballet company in san francisco in the 70s he did the first like rock like rock ballet the first psychedelic ballet like they were like pioneers of the ballet form in san francisco my mom was his prima ballerina and wow you know they're 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 big they're big people in the um, san francisco art scene and uh, and so the fact that I've never come yeah. home with a production, you know, and so I get to come home and I get to do this production. I get to play the part that I won a Tony Award for. But I was like, but, you know, maybe we can do something a little extra. Mm-hmm. And so since they wanted to have eight shows for the week, they said, well, why don't you play Hedwig once a week? And I was like, 
Yeah. Okay. That sounds. That sounds about <laughs> like, that's right. That's what that I needed. Exactly so, so yeah. but I wouldn't do it unless I could do it on a two show day. So the yeah. idea was um, because I only get to play Hedwig once a week. You know, you're kind of going into the show in that character cold, and so I I need. <laughs> I was like, I need a show to warm up into that show. So I was like, I'm only going to do it on a two show day. So I'm going to play head uh, Yitzhak for the matinee. And then wow. because the end of the way of Yitzhak, the, the way that character ends it is a perfect, like, it's a perfect way to get into Hedwig and to do my one show of week as Hedwig. And so, and then on top of all that, I'm going to be um, doing a bunch of other things. I'm sure I'm going to be doing some shows on the days off and I'll probably be like doing, you know, let, like a lot of community stuff since I was in communi- the community theater in San Francisco. And, um, and I'm also trying to document um, my house that I grew up in in San Francisco because I <laughs> just keep going. Good, and go, 2017 go. is the 50th anniversary of the summer of love in San Francisco. And my house is still very much a relic of that. My dad, you know, cause there's like tons. I mean, it, the house is just eclectic does not even begin to describe the house I grew up in. And my parents are still there. They're, all the stuff from the sixties, it's all still there. And, but just piled on more like, yeah. you know, it's like from the sixties till now, just, I mean, it's a massive amount of, and it's a magical place. And I was like, I was like, we should definitely document this house and the story of this house and my parents in like a, in like a book. So I'll be also doing that while I'm home. I'll be having, uh, this amazing photographer, um, who's a still photographer come in and she's going to be taking photos and maybe interviewing my parents and we're going to just be telling, so it'll be a little biography of this, this house that has seen so many things. So. Wow. All right. So oh, I'm in San Francisco. On a vacation. <laughs> How long are you going to be out there for? And I'm so excited. A month. And then what? I'm in LA All that for in a, a month. month. Yeah. And then I'm in LA for a month. But like, doing, not not doing Hedwig also. Yes. Or, yes doing Hedwig. I get to do it in LA too. Okay. So I'll get to Did do it. Did it take convincing for someone, to, for them to say, okay, yeah, you're going to do one role except for one show a right week yeah the other role. like that's crazy yeah well i mean it I mean, was amazing i mean it was kind of like we they tossed around me playing hedwig for a while but like i don't have a big enough social media following um in order to sell out an entire run have women played hedwig uh ali sheedy did at the end of the original production she closed Whoa, really? it and and it was cool. apparently not such a great thing i didn't see it i, I just didn't know she I've, was a singer I, I, it, okay. I've heard stories, I've heard <laughs> stories table. and you know, whatever. It's like, I'm sure she did her take on it. Apparently she would go off too much and it would be like a three hour show or something like that. I don't oh. know. I've just heard stories. So it's just all hearsay. But, um, but I feel like this is like a chance to break the rules yeah. a little bit. To of any show to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know people are confused. They're like, a man should play that. And I'm like, well, you know. Well, shouldn't a man play Yitzhak? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I'm playing a dude already. Like, so I don't know, you know, what anyone's like kind of, I, I just, it's hard to get people to break from their traditional out, like ec- expectation of a role. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just, gonna try and do my work the best I can tell the story the best I can you know and just uh, do what I do best on that stage and uh, and I hope people will connect with 
the way that I do it so that more women can come in and yeah. and take over yeah. the world. More famous women, you know, who will be able to sell out. With more followers. Yeah, who have more followers on social media. Eventually, maybe I'll get there where I will be able to sell out a show. Um, currently, we're, we're doing one show a week and I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the social media thing, I guess I get it because that's the cheapest way for them to do publicity. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But for Someone's Broadway... tweeting out I mean, the show to their followers... Think- I mean, I, I understand that the celebrity culture has completely taken over Broadway. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, that's one. I mean, thing. that's part of it. I mean, Cats. You know, they they cast Leona Lewis, who is Cats back. Cats is coming back, you guys. Cats I did. I was in the. You were in Cats. I was in Cats. It was my <laughs> is first. That the best? Oh my god! <laughs> For anyone, you know, everyone's making fun of that show and coming back. I mean, or, it just seems so fun to do. Uh, I know, right? It will. It is a blast to do, and. Uh, there was there was even a post there was somebody like put a pa- piece of paper that said like stop cats in Williamsburg <laughs> like we're gonna have like a like a picketing thing or <laughs> we're gonna stop cats from, which is hilarious but like you know when it when it all comes down to it the score is really beautiful but the dancing and I'm really excited about because the the caliber of dancer from back in my day mm-hmm. to now is like a massive leap and they've cast all these amazing dancers and t- if you're gonna see anything i mean that show is a dance show and yeah. all these people are incredible dancers so it's gonna be a beautifully danced wow. show i mean and 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 the music is beautiful the music is. is beautiful same choreography as before um i think so i okay. saw clips of the london online and and it was the same choreography that i remember i think andy billing andy blankenbuehler is like adding to or I'm not quite sure what it is but I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing it yeah. it'll be like a walk down memory lane yeah get it it's, a trip. <laughs> it's funny that it, that it has enough of uh like the stigma that people are trying to pick it that's funny yeah yeah right. that um, people care enough right yeah. I feel like if you don't like it then you just don't like it whatever you don't care about it yeah yeah but it's worth seeing to see these dancers because yeah. I looked at the cast and I, I was doing research because I care about the show because uh-huh. it was my first Broadway show and it always will have such a a major place in my heart and which is strange to say but it will <laughs> and all. I mean it doesn't I mean I probably most shows do but it's certainly your first one if it yeah. was a good experience and talk about kicking your ass I mean doing that show eight shows a week woof, yeah. was really difficult on one's body um, in a very different way than like the singing thing right. but um, when did you stop ballet um <laughs> when I got cats oh really <laughs> yeah I was in a, like I was a ballerina in a ballet company until I was uh basically until I turned 18, which is when I went on tour wow. with cats and then went to Broadway with cats and then I stopped doing ballet. So you, was, were, you were deep in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was Broadway the dream as you were studying ballet so seriously or what yeah, were you I'm, dreaming of? What was I dreaming of? God, God knows what I was dreaming of. Bro- I mean, I was dreaming of Broadway. I mean, were you taking voice lessons too or was it really dance that you were focused on? I was doing musical theater with the community theater that I was involved in like all the time, which was a great theater program in San Francisco. And uh, um, so I knew I wanted to perform and I didn't really know exactly like what that was going to entail. I just knew I wanted to perform. And um, and so uh, 
so when I came to Broadway, I mean, yes, Broadway was a massive deal because I did absolutely break down and sob when I got the job, like <laughs> really? break down in the middle of the street, like yelling and screaming. People thought something was wrong, like yeah. bad wrong. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a cold, like open call and you're yes. like, and then you get it and you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> in oh, San wow. Francisco, 17, wow. when I auditioned and it was like a call and they were like coming out on tour in two weeks. I was like, oh my god and I ran down the street I was working at a kid's store in Haight-Ashbury and I like ran down to see my sister's boyfriend at the time who was working down the street because he was the only person I knew was nearby was yeah and I ran over to him and I opened the door to his shop and I was like cat's cold <laughs> <laughs> and like sobbing so you so bypassed school then yeah 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 straight into that work life straight into that work life and I love it you know yeah. I mean we're talking about you know kind of pushing yourself to an extreme and yeah. I'm you know the, again it's like doing cats eight shows a week it was definitely pushing yourself to an extreme mm-hmm. every single day and and I love that there's something that I find so enjoyable yeah <laughs> about like I feel like maybe you wouldn't have done that well like four years in liberal arts school anyway yeah, right. you might have gotten really fucking restless after a semester I don't think I, yeah I don't think I would have stuck in school for very long I yeah. think I would have been doing my own thing yeah, yeah for sure I mean I do how were you time. in high school I was busy <laughs> <laughs> were you busy at schoolwork or other stuff uh uh all of the above I yeah. mean I I was busy at schoolwork when I cared <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> like I cared about math and chemistry and physics. That's what I cared about. Oh, that is what you cared about. That's what I cared oh, about. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was like. Interesting. I hated you know learning about how to form a sentence. Like that was <laughs> not interesting to me. <laughs> or like history. Yeah. Like, but that might have been my school. I went to an arts high school. So okay. Yeah. The oh, day wow. was we did we did we did stuff in the day and then at uh, like regular stuff in the day and then. After lunch, we all did our art. So I'd go oh. off to dance class, and I mean, I, I was in ballet. I was in a ballet company, so I was always rehearsing, and I was constantly doing something. Yeah, so it is always constant. What was your house like growing up? Was it a bunch of like bohemian people hanging out with yeah. your parents? <laughs> yeah, all working on really cool shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. lots of artists. Um, a, a lot of like the LGBTQ community. Uh-huh. I mean, I had. I had transgender nannies and and uh, I mean I don't know I grew that was the norm for me I had drag queen you know aunts and uncles and it was just the way I grew up and um, and so to me it was kind of normal but like for other people I'm sure they would like other people in the middle middle America would be like oh, oh my god <laughs> you're insane for anywhere else I mean <laughs> it is crazy then how everything that's happening to you right now and everything that you're doing is such a product of everything that you've done in mm-hmm. life. Right. It didn't happen by accident. Even just, it wasn't just the band <laughs> situation that made you so, oh, I'm into this rock thing. Right, and, yeah. I mean, the whole gender, queer identity stuff, that's been part of your life all this time. It's like, yeah. How could you have imagined that that would come to you, you know? I, yeah. Professionally. I had no idea. Like, I mean, no, no one could ever have a clue what comes to them professionally. But, um, but, but I mean, it, it's almost like you... Put something oh shit sorry <laughs> like my first rodeo um like that was a, i mean in a way a destiny or something that you could have you know something about your path was driving you in these directions which right. you can't 
plan for. No. I mean, who even knew Hedwig would be back on Broadway or... No, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Right. But right. but you, really like, amazing. went after that role in Hedwig, right? Yeah, I went yeah. after that. You saw it. Because I knew... Okay. Yeah, because I, I just knew... I, I love that show so much and I wanted to be a part of it. And I knew that, like, I just wanted to... I don't know. I just wanted that part so bad. I just wanted to be part of it so bad because that show is something that it means so much to me. I'm so very passionate about that show. There's not a lot of shows that come that way. And a lot of people ask me why I haven't come back to Broadway yet. Cause I'm how long has it been? I left in April of last year. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I've had my opportunities, uh-huh. um, but I, I am waiting for, or I'm just, you know, I'm looking for that one show again, that pierces me, that pierces my soul, something that I'm passionate about. Cause if you do put in this much time, you really want to love what you're doing and mm-hmm. you really want to be able to pour your heart and soul into it because that's, what's fair for the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, the audience doesn't want to spend that much money to see something that's kind of half done. Mm-hmm. They want to see, they want to see something spectacular they want to see someone pouring out their heart and soul on that stage every day they want to see someone giving to them so they can give back and uh and so I've been I've been kind of you know I've been very carefully kind of trotting everything to see if there's something that it it affects me in that same way and it and it's hard it's hard because you know it's such an incredible show it's one of those shows that's a little bit hard to beat but but there is something that I'm I'm like so passionate about and I'm just kind of waiting to see where they're going with it so um so oh, in the I'm, works yeah i'm like i'm like on them i'm like hey <laughs> hey just hey it's me again so i really want this because i love it <laughs> you know please yeah and it's like a perfect thing for me but it just depends on you know ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast which way they go again there's a lot of politics involved and um and a lot of you know a lot involved as far as like how many followers you have or how big of a fan base you have or this and that so it's not only about talent um unfortunately in this community but it's also about you know your your reach and and to star in a show you have to kind of meet all the criteria that's why i'm hoping right yeah so does a, a big part of your brain and like your your time uh, go towards how do I build that up? I mean, how much is the, uh, is your work that now building up your? Well, I'm lucky because I have a little bit of time on my hands before I kind of conquer these these big projects coming my way. And um, and what I've what I've noticed, like just recently, I've I've kind of locked my mind into that um, that social media kind of attitude because I have seen things you know not go my way 
you know, based on a certain few factors. And, uh, and, and now I'm kind of like, all right, well, this is something I can kind of control. So this is something that I can kind of like start working on. That's a good attitude. I feel like I would get really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Yeah. I mean, you can initially, you you can be frustrated, but then you have to look and figure it out. Yeah. You got to look and you got to see, well, how can I make this a positive thing? Like, how can I, it's like a breakup, you know, it's like, it's like when someone says, can be learned from this. Yeah. And (laughs) when someone's like, well, I don't want you, you're like, well, how can I get revenge on this person i hate them you know what i mean it's oh, like yeah, okay it's like but then that revenge almost becomes like oh it's well power to do yeah things. yeah things to like oh wait you know all right well i'll show them like right. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like well, i'll show them and and uh and so you know i've been working on certain things i'm working on this youtube series um which i'm really excited about and uh and just because of the way i am and kind of the work horse that i I am it's um it's something that will be very different than what anyone else can do it was is something that will push the boundaries and what, creating like, like your presence what you do with yeah what what I do with the internet what I do with like YouTube it will be something totally different I mean with you know Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff it's a bit more um you know it's like picture it's like hey I went to the beach you guys right. amazing <laughs> I see you your know, like, <laughs> yeah. you're having fun I was <laughs> yeah was snap my snapchat filters got a little bit out of whack <laughs> I kept like saving I'd be like oh my god this is cute I'd save it and then I'd post it everywhere which isn't what you're supposed to do with snapchat well, but know, you know whatever I kind of do I was like really I love the dog app I'm into dogs whatever <laughs> uh, but but at this you know so so I've been working on just kind of that and the general of that um and actually being able to put out my own content. So I do all these shoes, shows out out in New York all the time. Mm-hmm. And people take video. And those people post that video. And all the views, you know, goes go to them. And uh, and that's well all well and good. But again, it, I am the product on the thing. So now I have to start taking control of that. And so I'm going to be doing that for myself as well. Although if a video <laughs> of you has a lot of views, that looks good for you. doesn't matter if it's your you would, page or not, right? You would think, but I think, uh, I think what the problem is, is that people will view that video like a million times, but yeah. they won't go and follow me on Twitter. They won't go to my Instagram. Uh, right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's a matter of trying to get everybody in one little area so that they come to me mm-hmm. and they, you know, and then I have tons of subscribers or I have tons of followers because they're looking for the content that I'm releasing yeah. and not the content other people are releasing that right. is of mine. I mean, I know there are some videos that I have that have a ton of views and, uh, and you know, I don't get any of that yeah. <laughs> credit yeah. like at all. So there so, is a video of you and Andrew Reynolds doing Midnight Radio. Is that the song? Oh, Yeah. I mean, I watched it like five times. Last <laughs> oh, you <night>. did? Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't seen the show, unfortunately, which is crazy <gasps> and sad. Oh my god, come to San Francisco. I come to <laughs> come to a two show day. Yes. See, see the matinee double and the matter. Do oh a god. double header. Oh my god, that's what you need to do. Some type of like contest or like some type of user interaction where people come and like see both shows and like do something like an interview with you or like something about that because that's so cool right like doing have, that like some, somehow have drinks highlight. after the show yeah somehow <laughs> so, and like watch you change your makeup or like do whatever you do like somehow highlighting the fact that that's happening is just it's really cool yeah well I'm, I'm trying to see if they'll let me um document this whole thing because yeah. I want to do that would be amazing it, it would be fun to document this like kind of the transition on a two show day especially yeah. and also 
just like playing a man and then playing transgender, which will be very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and and like I don't know, coming home and, yes. and just like doing this for my home to and all my yeah. like parents, friends, it's a documentary. And yeah, like, vlog yeah. it up. Like, yeah, do doc, doc you, doc you it out, documentary it up. Oh my god! Vlog. Yeah, do vlog. our vlogs happening? I think, I think they were. I don't know if they ever were really cool, but like you know, this is what you need a docu series. Yeah, docu series. I should do a docu series on that. Fascinating. I might. As I would well. watch that. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah. Do you have any friends who can like just follow you around with the camera? I do. There you go. <laughs> Get it. Someone out of work, has some time on their hands. Yeah, I'll just be like, here's some money. I'll like buy you some booze. And yeah, it would be like the me. trippiest month. And then with your parents' house and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the community. It's just, that would be I could crazy. just do a docu of everything. I would look you so would amazing. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> all my doing. <laughs> Like I just we'll come out. Just shoot it all. You can just edit it later all. any way yeah. you want. Yeah, funny that See I edit video there. too. There you go. <laughs> My band has two music videos online. <laughs> I did those. I produced a directed and them? edited them. Holy yeah. shit! Cool. <laughs> wow. That and that's what I would do. See, when I was in Kinky Boots, I had about ten minutes of stage time okay. in that entire show. Maybe a little more, but fifteen minutes or something like uh-huh. that. And so while I would sit backstage and I had nothing to do, I was like, well, I'm just going to learn how to edit video. Why not? And so I'd be sitting there between and I'd be dressed for my next scene and I would edit and edit and edit until like one minute before I'd go on stage and then I'd run on and do my scene, come back and then I'd edit. What were you editing on? Uh, I was just using Final Cut Pro. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I became so good at Final Cut Pro that I couldn't use anything else. to do music videos. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I might as well pick that up. That's a great skill. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Obviously, I mean, the, the <laughs> amount of stage time is completely different in Hedwig. But like, can yes. you imagine like a role like that? You can't just like be like, I'm on Final Cut now and I'm on my computer. I'm on social media. And I'm like, <laughs> no, stage, run out. you know, yeah, like no. the, and especially the amount of focus that you're going to need for these two roles. It's just like blowing my mind. I can't wait to see this documentary. It'll be great. <laughs> so make it. Yeah. Make we it. will come out and make it for exactly. you. I'll make the documentary. I'll yeah, do it. it. I'll find, I'll find the money. I'll do it. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I like to just try and keep it busy. Hopefully I'll be able to do, um, also shows. So I'm doing a Carlisle show coming up, which I wanted to talk about, which I'm really excited about. Oh, you want to talk about that? Okay, I guess we can talk about <laughs> I mean, that. we don't have to. You guys can ask me questions, <laughs> but I'm asking questions for myself. No, you are here to talk about the Carlisle. Well, okay. Can I read you something from the press release? Do because it. this was very fascinating to me. Oh, my God, do Usually it. press releases are so boring <laughs> and stupid, and I'm like, you just said that they're going to be doing something on a stage. <laughs> okay. But your show is called Oh, You Pretty Things. Hmm. It's a love letter to Lena's rock and roll spirit guides, the pantheon of misfits and rebels who inspired us to transcend by transforming themselves this intimate journey through lena's personal love life (laughs) will reveal how pivotal these artists have been in helping her navigate her relationships yes how is that gonna happen well we're gonna do a slideshow of past lovers i know right i should um (laughs) that was a request but that would take a day (laughs) that's like yeah that's like a that's like a three you know the ring the opera the ring Uh the ring series i don't know it just takes place over like a week it's like it's like a show that happens over anyway um uh no so so uh i did a show at 54 below that was about my childhood and and essentially essentially what i did uh, for for me and i don't know and i'm really fascinated by this um this this uh this idea I know people do research on it all the time, but um, the way music makes us memory, like remember things, Mm -hmm. 
certain songs make us remember certain moments in our lives or, yeah. or bring certain it's like a sense memory exactly kind of it's yeah. a sense it's like smell only for me it's much stronger than smell because it brings ac- like actual real mem- like yeah. intense memories and um, basically at the time I always like to write what's going on in my life in, in the current moment and um, at the time of the 54 Below show I was I was talking with a life coach for the very first time and I was kind of dealing with you know abandonment issues and, and just my own personal issues mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, and and he would be like well can you remember anything traumatizing of your past and, and blah 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 and, and so through working on all that I decided that um, I, I thought it was really interesting how the music would help me remember these moments and uh, and and so the the show I wrote was about my childhood in that house growing up and and the childhood memories that came from all the music that I heard like it wasn't music that I chose to listen to it was music that I heard mm. that um, was brought to me by these intense moments in my life of growing up and um, and so it's kind of a it's kind of a the next step of that so it would be like act two um, <laughs> Lena's all grown up <laughs> and dating boys <laughs> and uh, and basically it's um, it, it's just a take on on when you date someone um, and this is I think true totally universally when you date someone they bring their music into your life and you start listening to music that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. you wouldn't have listened to yeah. if you weren't dating that person and uh, and then if the relationship ends you know you have a visceral reaction every time you hear that sure. that artist or mm-hmm. that song or something like that like for example um I cannot listen uh, to Billy Joel anymore. Like I have a total like negative visceral reaction to to Billy Joel because it brings up these very hard memories. While I have nothing against the person anymore, it just always when I hear these songs, it just brings up like a specific Mm -hmm. kind of terrifying. It's like if you get sick after you eat something and then you won't eat Then you won't eat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just, it's basically that. I mean, I'll basically, I won't be naming any names and I won't be like, you know, it's not like a tell all. Is it a, yeah. I will be telling fun stories. They'll be great stories. (laughs) (laughs) I've been writing it out. So now here's the kicker. Oh, good. Here's the kicker. So, so basically what happened was, um, I just got my heart broken. Like really bad and uh, and um and that's why i'm writing about this because i'm like well what better way to heal yourself from heartbreak yep. than to yeah. just write about it yeah, uh-huh. and <laughs> to be creative about it and uh, and so um what's funny is i i I just moved to this new place and, and every time I'd walk down the street and see one of my ex-boyfriends and be like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, you know, it'd been so long since we had hung, hung out or talked or anything, uh-huh. you know, so I was just like, how are like you? Like one ex in particular. One specific oh, I thought you ex. meant like multiple yeah, exes. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's one ex in particular <laughs> okay. from, from a long time ago. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and I was like, you know, you know, um, do you, do you mind if we sit down and we talk candidly? Um, cause I can't, <laughs> literally can't remember, um, how we met or or you know if our, were we in a relation were we boyfriend girlfriend or like what how what was it you know like what how did it end yeah. and he's like oh yeah sure we can totally talk and he's like a t- like a really cool person he's so sweet and so he talked to me and he was like he was like yeah we were pretty serious i was like we were he's like yeah i mean why do you not remember yeah, I, I don't know well, a, a fog of like <laughs> just, just it's like and he's like wait He's like, well, you know, I took you out to meet my parents. Like, what? we, you know, we were really pretty serious. There was a lot of drama that happened. I was like, there was? And he's like, yeah, in fact, I lived with you. I was like, you lived with me? 
this is not real. <laughs> and then as he was like, saying it, as he was saying it, everything started to come back and I started to remember everything. But I like I needed him to jog my memory because I had no memory. So and like, Lena, what is going on? Yeah. With you? <laughs> <laughs> like, and what's funny is he's a writer and a director. And I was like, hey, you want to write and direct my you like you want to help me write and direct this show? It would be perfect. So my ex-boyfriend, Stephen Amato, is helping me write and direct oh this God. show at the Carlos. About it's your kinda, ex-boyfriend. About my ex-boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> and he is represented in it, although, you know, I, I don't. I don't think we haven't finished writing it yet. So we're still kind of going through all the really juicy stories and the funny stories and, and what's actually worth um, people's time. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't like, he's definitely represented in there. I just don't know if there'll be like a full story for, for him, but you know I, what his song is. There's only so much time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah lady. <laughs> Why? I, I want to know why you didn't remember all this stuff about him. It's is a, this a thing with you? This is a thing with me. Yeah. Okay. And you know, this is something like that I actually quit it, gone. Well, it's <laughs> this is something that that this is another thing that I want to explore through doing something like write a writing a book. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't really want to tell the whole idea of the book, but it does have to do with memory. Okay. Wow. Um, and I basically, you know, want to write down um, my my. Re- recollection of relationships, which would probably be about a page long. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, speaking of staring at a blank page for a long time. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I am totally fascinated with uh, with memory because I have a strange uh, memory pattern. Um, I seem I tend to completely push out um, extreme memories. Mm. So extreme emotional memories, extreme highs, extreme lows. I push them out. So I really, I, I, can't, I all I remember is the emotion I had. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. And then, um, but I could, I could hear any song and, and remember it right. like that. I can hear, you know, lyrics. I could, you know, anything to do with art, Sensory stage, you know, thing. anything like that. Yeah. I, I, I can remember the weirdest little details, but when it comes to something very important in my life, yeah. it is very difficult for me to recall. And I think it's a, it's definitely a childhood thing. I'm sure that. Yeah, I was going to ask if there was I'm sure there a lot was. of intense stuff happening <laughs> in <your> childhood. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, that's, it's it's fascinating. I think I'm uh, like it's again something I'm really fascinated by. And, yeah. Do you have I, a good memory of the Tony? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch. I have to watch it. I have to watch it on YouTube to remember. Wow. Like I don't. I that makes sense. To I mean, me, that though. does make sense. Yeah. Like that's one of those like blackout black, moments. Yeah. Like yeah. Out of your body. You don't yeah. Know out of total out of body moment. You yeah. know, the, the good and the bad. I yeah. do. I do you remember getting cats. I, re- <laughs> I remember getting cats. Do you remember getting Hedwig? Uh, yes, okay. I do remember getting Hedwig. Was it a scream? It's kind of a Was scandalous it? thing. Oh. Um, I had auditioned and, and we were about to go on Christmas break. And Christmas and New Year's break for everybody is incredibly long. Like once everybody goes on break, they don't come back until like the second week of January. And you're like, Ugh. and so I had finished my epically long audition for Hedwig, which was in an insane audition. It's now the stuff of legend. Apparently <laughs> there's like a how lot many of times they made you do to it. it. There's so many things that <laughs> need to come together to make that a viable situation. Well, yeah, I mean, I did, they they asked me to tell a story as the character. They asked me to come in as Yitzhak and leave as Yitzhak. Like just be the wow. character the whole time. I had to do like I had to sing 
three songs and then I had to improvise with John Cameron Mitchell and then I had to like tell a story and then I had to all like all this stuff and and answer questions and stuff and just kind of improv in the room and as Yitzhak and so for the story I was like well what am I gonna do like do I tell a joke like they were just like a joke or a story something little so I ended up writing a two minute monologue about um growing up in like in a little tiny farm town in in Croatia and uh (laughs) it was a it was a farm town and it was a boom town because it was the sole provider of the yak hair for the wigs and cats (laughs) 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 and that's how I knew about musical theater and that's why I wanted to be in Rent on Broadway and my mother like died in a fire in a yak hair fire and uh and I found a tape of Rent and yeah it came to the United States and I found that Rent was closed on Broadway and that was like my all I wanted to do was be Angel and Ren on Broadway so do you have this tape uh, um they do have the tape oh, and so uh and at the end at the end of the whole monologue I was like the reason why I'm here is because I have put together a Kickstarter campaign <laughs> And uh, for you, uh, for you to donate money, so we can bring rent back to Broadway. <laughs> and I and I opened up my computer and just stood there, and I showed them a two and a half minute Kickstarter campaign video oh that I did with voiceover on the street, everything about bringing rent back to Broadway. as <laughs> all as Yitzhak. you are gonna get that role. Yeah. <laughs> You were after it. So literally, I did this between shows of Kinky Boots. So I played like this prissy British girl, turned into Yitzhak, did this audition and ran back to my show and did the night show. Like my audition was 40 minutes long. And (laughs) so so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I was like, there's no way they can't cast me. It was so good. Like, (laughs) did I mess up? Like, what do they want? What am I doing? And uh, and I got a Facebook message from one of the casting directors that was like, I'm so glad you're joining us. And I was like, what? No, they hadn't. So that's how it came, like a that's backwards thing. And then I was like, Did was you like, tell the casting director that you didn't know, or did you play it off like you knew? No, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. And then uh, he was just like, Oh my god, please just don't tell anyone, whatever. And I was like, I was like, what? And and I had to call Whoa. my my manager. You're like, is it real? Is it real? Yeah. yeah, I had to call my manager, and I guess my agent had gotten the offer. He would just didn't tell me and i was like are you kidding me it was like wait wait till monday it could wait till like the first week of january like the second week of january this is we were going as an agent you'd think he'd be uh, the person would be so excited yeah it's like the best day of his job yeah it was it was a little hard but (laughs) but then i was like okay you know like like, i can deal with my christmas and new year's break like totally cool now Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Carlisle. So yeah, Carlisle. June 14th June to the 25th. 25th. Dude, it's going to be... Can the Carlisle handle you? Well, you've, built, you've played it already. Yeah, I've done... This is my third show. Oh, your and, third show. Yeah, my third show. The first one I did was Sin and Salvation. And, uh-huh. uh, and I'm actually going to sing a song that I did for that show. And I did a live album release. And what was interesting about that show was I did it the week after I left Hedwig. And... What most people don't tell you is when they do eight shows a week, constant, nonstop, the minute they stop, their body just deteriorates into hell. (laughs) (laughs) And I had bronchitis the entire time I did the um, Carlisle run. And, uh, and, um, 
And so What's on the, the recordings, on the recording, I have this like, you know, there's like this like, I almost didn't release it because I was like, I can't release this <laughs> sounds like crap. I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I was like, okay, I'll release it because it's a moment in time. It's, it's a, you yeah. know, it's a re, it's a real live album. And it, and, and you now we're I, really almost dying. Yeah. Do you have a secret to surviving that and getting through it? I just did it. I don't know. I I literally had no voice. If if there's any time that I am like there's a kryptonite like kryptonite yeah. for my voice, people some people are like you're not human, blah blah blah. It's when I have bronchitis because the coughing and the and you can't take big deep breaths that you're you really human. Need. Yeah, no, yeah, like and, that's and like, normal. It was so it was really hard. I would I would like cross my heart and hope to die before I would go on every That's so scary. Every every show. Um somehow I just got through it. I would place things in weird places and like just get through it. And I got through it without getting notes or hurting myself at all, but I mean it was it was a, it was a struggle for sure. That's very stressful. It was a struggle for sure. So I'm really excited to go back and yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, and fix not your allergies and fix be well. And <laughs> yeah, I have a question wow. about we've we've had different opinions on this. Yeah, um, uh, and especially in such a small space like the Carlisle, I guess mm. it's different if you're dif- on bigger stages. But in the Carlisle specifically, do you mind if people take video on their phones while you're performing? Um, <clears throat> you know I. I don't know. I don't really mind the photos and like a little bit of video here and there. Um, like I don't mind that stuff appearing because I think it's kind of cool and, and people like to find that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like little, you know, it's like the little Easter eggs that you find when someone performs. Totally. What I do mind though is someone texting or checking their phone right. or um, or videoing the entire thing. Yeah. Right. So. Right. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah. If you have your phone up for a minute and you're filming something because you think it's special and you want to remember it. It doesn't bother you. You should post important. a sign that says you can video this, but then you must send it to Lena Hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I will post page. it. Yeah, exactly. I'll post right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think, yeah, I, I have, I have, sense. I have mixed feelings about it. I think that the um, Broadway art form is extremely important to, and, and live performance is really important to um, preserve. Uh, and uh, cause it's, it's just it's it's hard it's hard to find an extremely good live performer who's actually really good. <laughs> it's a dying art form because everything is videoed, everything yeah. is edited, everything is like glossy. Well, what and do you think over. makes a really good live performer? <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's a it's a number of things. Okay. Cuz to to be honest, I think Britney Spears is an amazing live performer uh-huh. and the reason why she's amazing is because she dances her heart out and yeah. she is making you live like you want to watch her. You're interested, even though she's lip singing, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's people, not part of the criteria in terms people, of. Well, for her, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. not about that for yeah. her. It's about flipping her amazing hair and like <laughs> dancing and like she's Using sexy. What you got. And ama- yeah. And and I love that, you know, yeah. and she commands the stage that way, uh-huh. you know, and, or or another live performer, a singer who can stand there and command the stage with their voice. But there's a story going on. There's something going on. It's not dead. There's like mm-hmm. an energy that happens that mm-hmm. is a total visceral thing that the audience feels as well. And I've seen performers where they don't know how to perform and they they maybe have a good voice, but it's kind of falls dead. Yeah. There's like a dead face thing or they don't really know how to use their body. They're awkward uh-huh. or, you know, it just doesn't. And you can color, you can, you can put as much stuff on that as you want and you can paint that as in as many ways as you can. But yeah. 
at the end of the day, I think that w- if you were to strip all of it down, they would never be able to compete like ever. Right. And so that I think that like this is just my opinion, obviously, but, I, you know, a good live performer is someone who can just draw an audience in and, is, and doesn't need all the hoopla. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I Obviously, Britney Spears, she's she's a dancer, so she needs, you know, she she needs the dancers and stuff like that. Yeah. But there is something about her, even when she sings her little songs and sitting on a bench, there is something about her that she'll draw you Magnetic, in. She tells yeah. a little story. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's pop stars that I've seen that are just like completely poopy dead right. and, and you're like you <laughs> right know. do you just came off tour with josh groban yeah that, yeah how was that oh it was awesome what he, did you sing i he t- <laughs> <laughs> he took me way out of my comfort zone <laughs> he's like you're gonna sing all i ask of you i'm like oh my god <laughs> okay so i sang yeah. opera with him and it was wow. so fun um we did that we did if i loved you and then we also sang a song time um show from sunday in the park with george called move on how did that happen? Why were you on the album or what? what? No, no. He uh, he saw one of the first previews of Hedwig and um, he followed me on Twitter. And I was like, and that was before anything had happened. So I had like a thousand followers yeah. maybe. <laughs> and I was like, Josh Groban, like, <laughs> what up, dude? Like, why are you following me? You know, what's up? He's like, oh, I was at your show. It was amazing. You were amazing. And so I followed him back and then we ended up messaging and then we ended up becoming friends and then nice. we ended up hanging out and uh and uh and, he's and like, he's just sing like some a, opera with me he's just a, yeah he's like a dude he's like my he's, he's like your boy he's my boy yeah he's so sweet and he's got a great heart and uh he's just a fan of mine and um and a crazy voice he yeah he's a beautiful voice and um and like he was just like uh I actually made a joke because he texted me one day randomly and this is right as the album was coming out his stages album and he was like he was like hey your ears are burning because I you know every time someone asks me what my dream duet would be like who it would be with I say you you're one of the people I mentioned I'm like Aww. well I was like well what the fuck dude when are you gonna ask me to sing something with <laughs> Why you is that like, a dream? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of a joke but then he was like do you want to sing with me at like Time Warner Center on Tuesday? I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> and then it was like, it was all I ask of you and all that kind of stuff. And then from that, then I did, he asked me to do the US Open with him. And then from the US Open, we did the tour together. And, cool. and it was just fun. So, it, yeah, it was really fun. I Different. Yeah. Different I, and fun. I sang two pretty like head voicey songs. And then uh-huh. I sang two, he, he let me do two of my own off the Carlisle album. So, uh, so I could kind of show the audience what, what I do, you know, how much of a range that I do have and the difference and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really, I mean, seriously, like I'm, I'm looking forward to the Carlisle show. I think like, it I, sounds I, it, fun. it's, yeah. it's like such a cross. It, it's not like, it's not all rock. It's not hard rock or anything like that. It's not what people would imagine. You know, it's like, I still respect the space of the Carlisle because it is such a, like a hard a, rock venue yet. Yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, it won't. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I still respect the space of the Carlisle. It's, um, the i like it's taking music that maybe these people wouldn't necessarily listen to and and feeding it to them in a way where they're going to kind of connect with the music better or yeah. or in a in a way that'll make them in, appreciate maybe this form a little better um because the carlisle all the, you know they they for the longest time they saw standards and um it was all just broadway and uh-huh. you know just love songs and blah 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 you know and and then i came in and i kind of started 
messing with their with their typical like crowd and 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 showing them music that they wouldn't necessarily listen to right. i mean in my first carlisle show i did a meat puppet song i loved it uh-huh. because it was done in a way that was very you know ethereal palatable, and, yeah. yeah it was yeah. palatable for the space and um and so you know i did uh just recently with michael c hall we did uh oh, the radiohead thing yeah we yeah. did one show and it That's and cool. it was the Carlisle. They were like, we have we have a space. Like we had a cancellation. Do you want to do a show last minute? It's in like two weeks or something. And I was like, sure. And they were like, do you have anyone you would want to work with and do and bring? And I was like, I was like, let me think about it. And the first thing I thought of was Michael C. Hall because I've, I want to work with him again. We have very much of a mutual love for each other, uh. um, like respect, you know, kind of thing like that. And I was like, I want to. How could I hook him where he couldn't say no? <laughs> I was like, how can I get him where you know? I know he'll be like, yeah, I want to do that. Um, and so I was like, hey, Michael, hey, Michael, what are, you, are you free like this day? Do you want to do you want to do a show with me? At just the two of us at the Carlisle, all Radiohead. And he's like, he's like, um, yeah. So we did two rehearsals and a sound check, and um, it ended up being one of the best nights because it really it pushed him a little bit because I made him do seven songs. And um, from the three that I originally agreed to. <laughs> and uh, and it also like the audience, the way we did the Radiohead songs was we stripped down everything out of them, mm-hmm. all the weirdness that they usually put on it and just showed the songs for what the songs right. really which are, are, which are amazing yeah. and beautiful and just sad and ethereal. And, yeah. and the audience just loved it. <laughs> Michael and I want to do it again. We want to do it again, but with like another another artist Mm -hmm. you know but he's so busy so i don't know if we'll be able to find the time again but if we can we'll do it again we'll do like bowie yeah yeah but if you strip anything down and get it to the lyrics and the melody and it's like you can really take anything yeah anything anything good anything anything can can work at the car line well not always true (laughs) (laughs) not always true (laughs) (laughs) believe me there's some songs that you try not okay (laughs) it's not right not everything works that way but but arrangements you'd be surprised like count for a lot (laughs) do you know what song works really well stripped down what hotline bling by drake I believe that because of that video that um, W Magazine did with the actors Dude. doing the dramatic reading of it. Yeah, so that was like yeah. Brian Cranston, and so yeah. oh, it's yeah, really funny. it's it's one of those songs where you're like, levels. wait a minute, yeah. this, this weirdly works is like yeah. just a stripped down cute song. <laughs> anyway, um, I have a pop quiz. Oh yeah. Besides singing at the Carlisle, what do Lena Hall and Judy Collins have in common? I don't even know. Beautiful blue eyes <laughs> and being on Soul Sisters. Uh, yeah. They are both on Girls. Oh. <laughs> and we'd be remiss not to mention that you were on Girls this season. I was on Girls was this season. awesome. Did you Speaking like of it? another thing that you just committed the fuck out of. <laughs> How did that happen? How did you get that part? I auditioned. Yeah? Yeah. And I had to audition with that scene. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. They had to know if you could do it. Yeah. And uh, okay, what is the scene again? She was just, uh, she was the yoga instructor at the women's retreat that Hannah and her mom go holy to. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that ends in some serious self love. That was a serious episode. Well, that is, yeah, some serious stuff. <laughs> so I went 
I remember I was like, I got the scene. And I was like, <laughs> Did you audition with that Lena? Is- no, okay. I just auditioned in an audition room. You know, it was a bit awkward. Auditions are a bit awkward, but yeah, the worst. It was one of those things. I was with my friend. I was like, okay. I was like, how can I play the? Like, how can I do this so it's? How am I going to do this? <laughs> like, how am I going to make this work? And. I was like, okay, I, well, it's girls. They'll just, whatever I do, it's just got to be 100% because yeah, they yeah. don't want half ass. They want someone who's just going to go for it, yeah. right? And uh, and I was like, well, I, I just have to go for it. I can't be self-conscious. Like, I just have to go for it. I can't, like, stop myself and, like, get all weird and self-conscious. What so, scene was it that they gave you? That the, the, scene. The sex yeah. scene. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the sex scene. And so... Uh, Not that you can keep your phone scene. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> they, well, they gave me, you know, they gave like, me another scene you, to do with, yeah. you know, as just like a regular, like a warm-up scene. Right. And, then they, and then it was okay. like, boom, all right. And I was like, well, if I was a yoga instructor, like, and I was super into it, like super into yoga and health, like, I would probably incorporate that into my <laughs> orgasm and like, and like the height of the thing. So... <laughs> So for my audition, I basically counted down like a yoga teacher would if you're in a position, uh-huh. you know, like just ever increasing with the pants and the orgasm and the thing like that. And but when I got to the peak, I, I said, namaste, motherfucker, and, <laughs> and like collapsed on the floor and, and then, you know, and then started sobbing. And uh, and and I, I literally got the job five minutes after. Wait, but that was in the script, the namaste and the No, sobbing? no, I made that up. Like, oh, but I no, wish no, they the sobbing, that. the sobbing was in. It was the countdown that I did because okay. I was like 30 more seconds because she says 30 <laughs> more seconds. Like, no, just 30 more yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, 30 more seconds. Well, that's like a thing that we do when you're doing yoga and you're like yeah, holding, you're a, holding pose a pose and yeah. you're like trying to like work through it and you're like counting Your down. muscles are shaking yeah. <laughs> but you're trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. You know, totally then, the same. Yeah, exactly. And then like five minutes later, they told you. Yeah, I mean, l- just a little bit later, they they called my agency. They were like, "Yes, okay." Oh so, and we filmed that scene multiple, multiple, multiple times, and um, and it was it was a closed set, but there were you know there were a lot of people around. And was uh, it very hot? It was not. Okay. Yeah, it was not very good hot. acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not very hot, but I mean, well, first of all, Lena Dunham and that entire crew, they're so sweet and it was a cool family to work with and they're just open and they don't you know they're just like yeah just do yeah the line in that scene that kills me is when she's like i've never had sex with a woman before i mean i went to oberlin i did some (laughs) stuff i'm not a monster which is like so spot on for those kinds of colleges yeah it's such it's such a good scene we did that you know over and over again oh um, fuck yeah i didn't realize that that was great yeah yeah. (laughs) and at the end of at the end of the filming that day i was very lightheaded and (laughs) felt woozy but i was you know i was like you guys this is good (laughs) thanks for having me i'm really happy (laughs) did that get you some more followers that was a thing that was written up a bunch yeah yeah pride did a thing on me There you go. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I booked a few things from that and cool. um, I don't know. It was, it was a great, my, it was like my, it was like a perfect little like introduction to kind of me as an actor on TV yeah. film. So. And John Cameron Mitchell's been on Girls yeah. and Andrew Reynolds. Yeah, it's right. funny. It's a little It's, we're like family a there. The, yeah. the publisher died, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good little family. I was sad I didn't have any scenes with Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was still cool to be a part of that family. Yeah. Girls it's is like cool. the new law and order. Like every aspiring yes. actor. Yeah. It's a role on girls. <laughs> Aspiring, shaking her head. No. So hard. 
No, but like know, most like great actors in New York have like a story about being it. on Law no, and Order. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you guys, right. you guys, seriously, I'm I've not calling Randall. Never been on Law and Order. I've been in for Law and Order, but I don't know. Maybe I'm too funny to you be ain't on nothing Law and yet, Order. Man. I know. Come back when you have your SVU role. card. Oh yeah. God, I gotta get my SVU card, you guys. <laughs> Maybe I'll just surpass the whole Law and Order. I, kind think, of thing. I think you're good. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you're doing all right. Doing okay. I'm. I'm working on. That again, I'm working on my social media, so right. I can be, yeah. I can be an undeniable <laughs> hire Certified. for yeah. SVU. Yeah. All right, Lena, thank you. This is amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, What are you singing for us today? I'm going to sing a song that's on the Carlisle album, the Sin and Salvation one. I also did it on tour with Josh a lot, and uh, it's called "It's a Man's World." Well, it's a man's, man's, man's world. To be technically clear, there's a lot of meaning here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is one of my favorite songs to sing because, to me, I guess because it's such like a a man woman thing. Uh, to me, it's actually when you when you sing a song, um, when when you switch the person who's singing a song, sometimes you really switch the meaning. When, when you switch you, the gender, when you switch the gender yeah. of the person singing yeah. the song, like I don't switch the words, I just switch the person who's singing it, and so I I think that uh, it brings a whole new meaning to the song, and it's also it's a it's a fuck, it's a female empowerment song. I'm I'm all about women women and being empowered. Um, I'm all about women's rights. Um, I think that I'm a little scared currently because we've been taking a bit of a step backwards as far as women's rights is concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, Go out and vote, kids. Yeah, and uh, and it's a little scary. And uh, we, you know, we have to keep fighting. I mean, there's, there's other things that are being fought for, you know, gay rights and the LGBTQ community and, and Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. There is all of that still going on. But us women need to stick together as well and remember that um, we were going backwards a little bit and we need to start watching out for each other more and we need to, you know, girl power needs to come back. I think the Spice Girls should come back. Yeah, Soul sisters. <clears throat> yeah, Soul, Soul sisters. Thank are, you for joining yeah, Soul Sisters. Thank you. Soul Sisters, baby. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But I want to be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. You see, man made the call to take us over the road, and man made the trail. Carry the heavy load And man made the electric light To take us out of the dark And man made the boat for water Like Noah made the
see man make them happy Cause man make them toys And after man make everything, everything you can You know that man make a money To buy from other men Oh, this is a man's world Oh, but you wouldn't need nothing Nothing without a woman or a girl Oh, he's lost in the Fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.